And welcome to episode five of the Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your host, Sean. And we're the two droids you're looking for. <laughs> you snuck that one in, didn't you? Yes, I did. Were you thinking about that all week? I was thinking about that one all week long. <laughs> and that's the only thing you came up with? <laughs> yes. <sighs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tonight we're going to start off with... Well, let's start off with just new DVD releases. Okay. Since we do the podcast on Tuesdays, Ed and I happen to be movie buffs, and I'm huge DVD collector. Mm-hmm. So this week, Lawless came out. That's with Shia LaBeouf. And uh, oh, why don't I just look at the box? There you go, Tom Hardy. Okay. <laughs> that's basically based on a true story about uh, Moonshiners. Okay. And uh, it was pretty good. I saw in the theaters. It was good. Solid movie. Especially when you know it's based on true life. Right. I always like the true story ones. I didn't see it, unfortunately, though, yet. Probably. Um, I, so. I recommend it. Okay. And the other one I picked up was Paranorman. Okay. Paranorman. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, I haven't personally haven't watched it, but I heard from a good reliable source that it was a good movie. Okay. So I figured, oh, what the hell, throw it in there. And then uh, today's date is, what is today's date? <laughs> it is the 27th right. of November. Yes. I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. Yes. How was your Thanksgiving, by the way? It was good. I mean, I actually went over to a friend's house. His family was having a big dinner, and my father and I, we were invited. Okay. So we went there. It was, you know, it was good. We had a few laughs. I haven't seen his family in a long time. So, you know, we had dinner. It was great. You know, home-cooked meal. Something you don't get really much anymore. Right. Um, But it was fun. So, the reason why I brought that up was because today's the 27th, and the 30th, Men in Black 3 comes out. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think I have the first one laying around somewhere, but I figured I'll get the three pack because it comes with this little action figure of one of the guy, one of those skinny little guys, you know, like, hey, where's the coffee? You know, those guys. I always forget what they're called. Maybe they're called Joe or Chuck or Bob, whatever. That, and then of course next week you'll probably hear get picking up Dark Knight Rises. That's out. right. Next Tuesday's Dark Knight Rises. Uh huh. And I think something else is out, but I don't know when I walk into the store going, oh, that's right. <laughs> Uh, so that's that. What else would you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you pick up Dark Knight Rises, are you going to pick up the Broken Mask set or the complete box set? For now, I'll probably pick up the Broken Mask set, the Broken Cow. Mm. It, it looks good. The movie itself was... Eh. <laughs> we'll get into that one day. <laughs> but uh, the, I like the Broken Cow look. Mm. You know, it look, looks nice and... I'm more of a, as long as the packaging looks good, it goes on my mantle. Like, <laughs> like I picked up The Amazing Spider-Man. I didn't just get the movie. I got the whole pack with the statue of Spider-Man, the statue of the lizard. Oh, I did see that in Bus Buy. That was yeah. pretty neat. Yeah, it was, it was okay, you know. But the movie itself was, eh. I did, and I'm a, I'm a special features nut. So it had a nice, like, 90-minute documentary on, like, the start to the end of making the movie why they went this way instead of... Because it was supposed to be Spider-Man 4. Right. But Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire didn't like the way the storyline was working out, plus scheduling issues with Sony. Because Sony only has... In order to keep the rights to Spider-Man, they have to keep making movies. Correct. If not, it goes back to Marvel, which I think, personally, it should just go back to Marvel. Right. Because that way you can get Spider-Man into the Avengers or into, like, a team-up with somebody else now. Right. But... The whole Secret Wars. Right. You know, as scenario. That would be nice. Or yeah. Civil War would be good. Yes. Um, in case anybody knows, these are uh, comic book uh, runs that they've done in the past that are very good storylines to follow. Yeah, very good story. I, I highly recommend. The Secret Wars is probably back in the 
mid 80s early 90s that's when Spider-Man got his suit which if people don't remember became Venom you know it's an alien symbiote they didn't explain it real well in Spider-Man 3 and I think they did kind of a piss poor job at doing Venom in the movie well I mean I think well I mean I think Venom was too much they didn't have to really do that they could have done it at the end and the movie like almost did like a here's a Spider-Man 4 coming up you know I would have liked to see that especially I thought you know I thought bringing the the suit in was a good idea Mm -hmm. I just think that with the Sandman and then with Green Goblin I think there was just too much going on at one time right for it to really work on how well I think Venom is a character like the whole psyche behind Venom and Eddie Brock is good it just didn't come off as well especially emo Peter Parker Walking down the street, all strutting, you know, like, like that, that, that's that's not right. I'm like <laughs> getting the word emo in there. Check. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not that's not Peter. What are you doing, Sam? You say you're a fan. What are you doing to me? <laughs> but um, so but the new so the new movie was basically kind of a reboot. It was right. you know so it was like all right, whatever. I mean, I thought that movie, again, was mediocre, but all the special features are good. Right. So I'm kind of, get, I get roped in by special features and by packaging. It's like, ooh, shiny, <laughs> must get, ooh. Wait, oh wait, there's a documentary on a bad movie? I'll get it anyway. Maybe the documentary will explain why. <laughs> so I can kind of understand and maybe appreciate it just a little bit more. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> well, the documentary was good, it was interesting, but, you know, there were still key things about the movie that I just didn't like. Mm-hmm. You know, plot holes that kind of went somewhere and then kind of died off. But, yeah, see the movie. Judge for yourself. If if you disagree with me, you know, let us know on our Facebook page or our, our website. You know, if those who don't know, it's wordswithgeeks.com. It gets us to our, our webpage. Or you can just go to Geeksters on Facebook. Like us and then post whatever you want to post. Well, now that, now that you bring that up, I mean, we do have a new feature on our website. We do have a bulletin board system a message board system that we that you can go on and uh you don't have to register you just have to give your, your name and email you can make up the name if you want we don't really care <laughs> and uh and just see you know tell us what you think you know of the movie or anything you can create your own topic even and then start your own discussion thread if you want sure yeah that's great that's uh, something we wanted to do because i don't want it to just be two idiots in a basement talking Right. I want you know to bring as many idiots into the party as we can, <laughs> <laughs> and we've alienated all our audience. Thank you and good night. <laughs> you know what I mean. Everyone's got that opinion. Everyone's opinion thinks they're right. I love the whole argument of people. Like, like for example, I wasn't a big fan of the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man suit. Right. Some people love it. Eh, you know, discuss, argue, <laughs> bitch. Call each other a troll for all I care. You know, just get some... What I see is people who talk more about subjects, you kind of learn more about the person you're talking to. Right. You know, it's more of a discussion. Even even though you might not agree, any kind of controversy breeds this discussion, brings knowledge, and brings acceptance to each other. There you go. Oh. oh. Well, that was my Christmas message early. <laughs> okay, we all just get along? No. no. <laughs> Not at all. And I love that part. Cut you. <laughs> I'll stab you in the eye with this pencil because you like Spider-Man. <laughs> Mechanical pencil. <laughs> so, yeah. So, please hit our websites. And, of course, tell your friends. Yes. That's it. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>
no, no, no. We've got a lot more show to go. Yes, we do. We got our uh, smooth into catfish. No, let's uh, let's jump right into catfish. <laughs> Sean's catfish review, <laughs> which apparently, apparently, thanks to this podcast, more people are watching. <laughs> <laughs> I hope which is my storytelling. Like you gotta see this. This week's was I wouldn't say it wasn't like a oh my god moment. It's kind of was more of a I'm gonna describe it as a serious catfish. Which thanks thank you to my sister Danielle for telling us what catfish actually means. Yes. You know. You know what was the how she what was it the definition was somebody who goes on the internet. With a fake profile to lure people in, right? You know, or something like that. Well, it's on our it's on our Facebook page. Check it out there. So if you look for Danielle, and she she has her post, and uh, it was greatly appreciated. Thank you very much, Danielle. Yes, that's why I hired her. <laughs> <laughs> but this week was more of a of a I'm going to say serious because it was a, it was they, they knew each other for ten years, mm-hmm. never talked. He never wanted to Skype with her, never wanted to you know see her, right? But yet they've known each other for ten years, and you think, oh my god, ten years! Like the chick was maybe like early twenties. She mentioned that they were talking since they were like fourteen, fifteen years old on on AOL chat line, <laughs> which is like whew, that's almost like like if if the internet had an age, it's kind of like preschool age, right? <laughs> you know, toddlers, toddlers. You know, everyone kind of just you know, typing away and on IRQs or whatever they're called now. <laughs> So they've been talking for 10 years. She lives in Michigan. He lives in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. which is, you know, at the halfway point between the states, you know, right. the country. Of course, you know, the, the guys come in, they do the old, so how long have you known him? 10 years? What? And these pictures you have are only when he was 18. You've no, you, There's no modern pictures mm-hmm. kind of thing. And apparently, they, they, of course, look at his Facebook page, and he's got all these tons of pictures of, like himself growing older kind of thing in the 10 years prior apparently he's a wannabe rap star yes the music was eh, all right you know a little harsh if you're you know but if you're in the rap but you're into that kind of style so it wasn't a, it wasn't like a oh my god he's he's a foul mouth guy it was just you know, it's rap whatever right but um she never knew that aspect of him because he hid it from her right so you kind of wonder like well, well why what's the big secret does he have a third nipple you know, like, is he missing a thumb? <laughs> like, you know, Nev or Nev or Neve, I think his name Neve, is. Yes. Neve calls the guy up and says, basically, look, she's right now currently in a relationship with a guy for six months. And before she takes it to the next step, she wants to meet you to know if you say you love her. She says she loves you, but she needs to see you to feel it, mm-hmm. to know what she's going to do with the rest of her life. Because this is a major thing because you find out that. Not only was she in a serious relationship for the past six months, but she was actually almost almost getting engaged to the guy. Right. So it was like a major life decision for her. The guy's like, oh, okay, and kind of basically says on the phone to Neve, the reason why I'm afraid is because of my looks. Mm-hmm. You know, she knows how I look when I was 18, but I don't look that way now. I'm a little heavier. I'm a lot heavier. I'm scared about meeting her, you know. Neve was pretty gentle about it because if you... We, those people have seen him. He's a skinny guy, you know, right. fairly average and good looks. You know, I can see girls fawning over him, but this guy was just like, I'm, I'm afraid. I care about her and I love her. And I'm afraid if she sees me, she's that's going to be gone. You know. Mm-hmm. So the guy's like, Well, yeah, but look, but if you don't do it now, you might lose her forever. 
Right. So he agrees, and they <laughs> fly over <laughs> to Portland. God. What? Nothing. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Um, what do you call Michael Winslow from Police Academy? Hey, we don't have a soundboard, so I gotta fill in where again. <laughs> it's organic sound. Yes, they fly out there, they meet, and the guy is a big guy. I mean, mm. like he's, you know, at one point he said he was pushing the closest six hundred pounds. Yeah. And during the time that they've been talking, he's lost six sixty five, so he's still up in the five, you know, the five hundred range. Right. She's not a skinny girl by any chance either, but you know, she's a big girl as well. But in comparison, she's like a third of his size. Right. He was really nervous about meeting, and, and it, it wasn't like a shocking kind of like, oh my god, she was happy to meet him. But her struggle was, what do I do because I care about this guy, I care about the guy that I'm in a relationship with. This, the problem, I think, with her was was her backstory of when she was younger, she was dating a guy. He got hooked on drugs. Mm-hmm. And then one night he calls her, don't give up on me, blah, blah, blah. She says, you know, I've had it where I'm, I'm done with you. And that night he killed himself. Wow. So she feels responsible mm-hmm. for that. You know, sadly, I feel kind of bad, like, like. No one ever came to her and like, look, it's not your fault. I mean, because right. the guy was on drugs. And even if you did say, I take you back, who knows? You might have been brought down with him. You did what you felt was right at that moment. Right. You can't blame yourself, sadly, for what happened. So you kind of feel for her. And you go, but that kind of really screwed her up as far as any other potential relationship she's going to have. Mm-hmm. Because she's now living her life comparing one guy to, unfortunately, the guy who killed himself. Right. You know, and she doesn't. She knows that's not right, and that's not healthy. But you can't help but do that, you right. know, in a way. Especially when they were high school sweethearts, and if she was in her early twenties, I think he passed away like three years ago. Yeah. So that met her like in the formidable like late teenagers, you know, teenager years. It did really screw up, screw her up a little bit. Okay. You know, so now she's kind of in this triangle. Like, what do I do? go with the guy that I'm with physically like in a physical hand touching kind of relationship Mm -hmm. potential marriage or this guy who I've known for 10 years who I care about and I love but I don't get to see him and now granted I think that at the time he since he was so afraid of his looks and his appearance since that that has been broken they talk more you know according to the end of the show they 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 talk almost every day still and things like that um, so it came down to really that moral, like, well, how do I feel? Follow your gut kind of instinct. And she kind of realized and showed that she didn't want to be with anybody. She still needed to get over the guy. Right. You know, and, and kind of rightly so. I mean, you feel bad because now you got this guy, this, like, the guy in Oregon, big guy. He's been losing weight. He's trying, and I think in his mind, he was trying to lose the weight to build up to say, here, this is me because of how the world wants to see how how the world tells us we should see people. Mm-hmm. You know, right. everybody is skinny, supermodel, good looks, but we're not all that way. You know, it, what should matter is how that person makes you feel. You know, and I don't think that she she wasn't like it wasn't like last week's episode where you had the stripper meeting the big guy and he wasn't obese, uh, morbidly obese, but he was just a big guy, right? She was in. She was hoping that the guy with the six pack abs that she was talking to 
was the same guy that was telling her all the th- wonderful things that she wanted to hear. Right. But the moment she realized it wasn't coming out of that six-pack abs, it was like, uh, I don't want to be with you. Right. Yeah, it was kind of shallow. Well, not kind of, it was. You know, especially when you sit there and go, I can't find a real person to treat me the way I want to treat, mm-hmm. be treated. And again, I understand you need that spark. Right. You know, like I always say, like, you don't have to be a supermodel. If I think you look like a supermodel, that's all that should matter. Right. Exactly. You know, so, you know, it wasn't like, like I said, this week's episode wasn't really like a, oh my God, wow. It was more like a, that actually is, you know, sad. Mm-hmm. Not sad, but like, not sad, like, <laughs> but more like, uh, that sucks that that guy, as open and as honest he was with her for 10 years, still was, you know, ashamed of how he looked. You know, like, he even said himself, being at 600 pounds, he didn't want to get up in the morning. He didn't feel like anything. Right. And he, he even talked about suicide, which I thought was kind of like a, wow, like, parallel kind of like, okay, well, is, does this girl track these kind of guys? You know? Well, you know, I did see part of the episode. I know, you know, yeah. so I, I think I, I didn't really get that part of it, aspect of it. But, um, I, I mean, of course, though, first of all, I want to say, I don't, I don't remember the gentleman's name in Oregon, but I have to get, he's like the real coolest geekster <laughs> I've seen it out there anyway, because if you see the episode, just look at the background of his apartment. He has some wonderful items in the background. You can say it. He has the Lego TIE fighter built on like a little thing. He, got a little he little has little... more than the Lego TIE fighter. Yeah, well, he kind of noticed that right off the bat. <laughs> oh, I was looking at it every day. I'm like, I want to go to this guy's house and play with his Legos. This is so cool. Like, is that code? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I felt like, you know, like when I watch Big Bang Theory and I see uh, Wallowitz's room, I go, I like that statue. I like that poster. Yeah. Like, where do they get those great toys? I want them. You know, but sadly, no. <laughs> I'm not an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, getting back to the point of it, though, is I think this the guy from Oregon was a little bit more because he never told her that he was thinking about committing suicide. Right. You know, and I think for him, he was one of more those powerful thoughts in, in terms of he, the way how down he was. He was still there for her because when she was going through that ex-boyfriend killed himself – he was there for her, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And, you know, I'm sure he was a positive influence because if she wasn't, she would have moved on, you know, right. kind of thing. You know, like, oh, he doesn't care about me. You know, I'm going through this hard time. I'm going through this thing. But he was still there, being there every day for her. And I think that was, like, really great, even though he was down in the dumps of his own life. Sure. You know. Sure. I mean, I think that that comes to, like, in, in uh, instinct. If you care about somebody, you tend to... Put you should put them first, right? You know, especially if they need a shoulder to lean on or someone to hand them a tissue when they're crying. Mm-hmm. And this guy did it virtually, right? You know, through phone calls, through you know, emails, whatever. He was there for her. It just and but yet he didn't want to burden her with his own problems right. because it was like, I understand you're going through this, but now it's my turn to, you know, to tell you about me. Mm-hmm. It, he seemed to be kind of like the the kind of guy that would sit there and go, "My shit's not important at this moment because I care about you. Let's handle let's handle you, right? Exactly. And then when you are better, then maybe we can go talk about my stuff, right? You know. So I mean, it, the guy was a great guy, you know. And I feel like I said, I don't feel bad. I mean, I, I feel bad, but it's not like 
oh, it just kind of was like more like a, eh, that kind of sucks because the guy's a decent guy. Yeah. And I, being a big guy myself, I do kind of empathize with him. Mm-hmm. I'm not his size, mm-hmm. you know, not nearly. You right. know, I'm probably like half the size of him. It does kind of feel like, I kind of know where he's coming from. Like when you walk in a room and you see people look at you, you do get that kind of, you get sized up. Mm-hmm. Like, because I look a certain way, they're going to assume certain things, you know, versus let me get to know him and then hate him. <laughs> 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 That's kind of how, like, you know, it, it sucks. But I think oh, to a certain point, everybody does that. Because, like, when you see the muscle-bound guy, you go, oh, Jersey Shore dude, I'm the situation, you know. <laughs> but I, I think everybody kind of has that. And that's where, I, like, meeting people online because they're that that visual wall is kind of broken down, mm-hmm. where your 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 words and your emotions come through better, right? And you're able to kind of be more receptive to how a person speaks to you versus how a person looks at you, looks to you as they're talking, right? Because how many? I mean, I'll admit it. There are certain times where you know I go to a bar or a gentleman's club, <laughs> but I'm using air quotes, and the girls talking to me. I'm like, uh huh, uh huh, oh, really. Uh huh. And all I keep thinking is, don't look down. Don't look down. Don't look down. Don't look down. <laughs> Make maintain eye contact. Uh huh. Sure. Uh huh. Okay. Really? Oh yeah. Me too. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's it, you know it's a, it's a double edged sword sometimes you know when you have to try to get to know somebody on a personal level when you're okay. As far as the the show goes, the show to me ended on a hopeful note. Right. Because she did break up with the guy that she was going to be engaged to. Right. And she still, but she, you know, she didn't mention if she was talking to the guy, but she still talks to the guy in Oregon. I think his name was Matt. You know what? I can't remember his name. Eh, eh, That sucks. Well, that's okay. Everybody watches the episode anyway. Right. They still talk because they've been talking for 10 years. That's never going to stop. And they've talked about more about getting together. And he's, you know, this time the follow-up was a month and he lost like another 20 pounds, like almost... He's at probably like losing about the 85, almost 100 pounds right. from his original weight that he mentioned on air, which is great. You know, he's, he's motivated. He's doing it. He's more motivated than I am, and <laughs> I'm half his size kind of thing. You know, I get up in the morning. I go walk downstairs. I'm like, whoo, that was enough exercise for me. <laughs> whoo, now I go have a cigarette. <laughs> I go have a cigarette and a Big Mac. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I feel healthy. <laughs> well, my veggies, <laughs> the big back. Yeah, there's lettuce, there's salad in there, right? <laughs> Got some pickles. That's vegetable. Cucumber, cucumber's a vegetable. It's just pickled. <laughs> but uh, you know, it did kind of make you. You did feel hopeful. Yes. I am waiting, though, for the show to take that turn where, you know what, stop focusing on the women and start getting some guys on the show. Right. Start with their story first. Right. Because I hate to say it, girls are way more devious. (laughs) They're more, because everything to them is an emotional response. Right. So I I can see, like, I'm curious to see that guy who's like, oh, I met her online and she's, you know, I fell in love with her, blah, 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 and then you walk up the door and it's some bitch going, I don't want you. <laughs> kind, of, kind of joke. Like, like I'm I'm married. Uh, yeah, because being a person online, you know, I'm in Second Life. Right. There's a plug for you. Yay. Hey. Secondlife.com. Go join. It's fun. 
But being on there, I have noticed, like, the people I talk to, women specifically, because that's who I'm talking to, because I'm a guy. I don't really get along with other guys in line. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Some of the women are married. They come online because they're missing something in their life that their husband's not going. And instead of being communicative, Communicative, instead of talking to each other, <laughs> oh, screw the twenty-five cent words. Instead of talking to him, they go online and try to meet somebody to be able to get that emotional piece that's missing mm-hmm. online. But I'll never meet you. But I want to have that emotional connection that I'm missing in my real life. Right. And I'm, there's guys out there too that do that too. You know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing it flipped, where the guy is the guy going. Dear Neve, I fell in love online. We've been dating each other for six months and we haven't met. She, I sent her pictures, but I haven't got one in return. Like that kind of a standard kind of storyline. Right. And then have them take the guy to go see her. Like the comparison, like is, are more, how can I put it? The best way to put it is, are more women doing this than men or are more men doing this than women? Mm-hmm. You know, that whole meeting somebody online, having a relationship with them. And then flat out, in a way, lying to them. Right. Because, I mean, I do feel like the lies that are being told are superficial lies because it all has to do with, you know, the visual representation of themselves. Right. Which we all want to be thinner. We all want to be taller. We all want to have good looks. That you should be able to get over faster than someone who sits there and says, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then you walk up and you go, oh, yeah, but I've married for three years. Right. That's more of an emotional scar, you know, I think. Than that physical rep- representation. Right. Especially if they're both single and it's like, you know, it was something, like you said, superficial. You, you're still not in that relationship because that didn't, meeting face to face didn't propel that love. Right. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that if, if you've been having a relationship with somebody online for uh, six months and you talk to them like every day, if you're online or on Skype or whatever, you do build a relationship on the personality because in the end, we all get old. We all lose our hair. We all start sagging. We all put on weight. We all lose weight. Those, the outer shell is kind of just all just meat kind of. Right. It's how that person treats you, which you matter. So like if a person's sitting there going, he treats me or she talks to me the way I love to be talked to. She makes me feel like I matter or he makes me feel like I'm the only woman for him mm-hmm. and then when you meet him and you go oh well there's six pack you don't have those six pack abs oh I'm out of here right. well that really kind of shows your character that means you are more important you, you are caring about the superficial part than the actual emotional part because mm-hmm. like I said in the end to me personally mm-hmm. what sums up a decent relationship is if you can sit in a room together and not say a word to each other and still feel comfortable that you don't have that anxiety that you need to say something because nine times out of ten, if you feel that need, you pick a fight. Like, right. over something stupid. Right. And it's like, really, you can't sit there and watch Big Bang Theory or, or Dexter in my arms, watching it quietly without, or maybe talking about the show as you're watching it. If you can't do that without having to pick a fight or poke and prod, come on, really? Right. Like <laughs> That's true. You know, because in the end, if you spend... 30, 40 years of your life, at the end, it all is pretty much is just two people sitting in a room going, yeah, I remember back when we met? <laughs> like, <laughs> we met on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping, and next week, uh, oh, next week's another, looks like a shocker. Like, you know, the girl, it's again, a female going to him. 
they go to see the guy, and then of course they don't show you the guy, but it's like a oh, it's like where is he? Oh, I don't think he shows up. <laughs> so yeah, so tune in next week. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about this silly show. <laughs> of all the topics, all TV land. Let's talk about catfish. Yay. <laughs> We should contact MTV and see if we can't get any money from this. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. Let's see if we can get on the show. I'm single. I was talking to somebody. I'll just start talking to somebody, some random, some random girl. Just email me, and I'll just start chatting with you so we can be on the show. There you go. You know, we'll wait like three, four months, see if we fall in love. If we don't, yeah, well, no big deal. But if we do, go, so, oh, we can't meet each other. Please help us. <laughs> the whole time we'll be sneaking pictures back and forth. We'll text each other. <laughs> They never really, you know, we'll send each other pictures, you know, phone. They've been looking on the internet. No one looks at a cell phone nowadays. Woo! <laughs> what are you wearing? Nothing. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, watching sports. What are you doing? Watching the news. What are you wearing? Nothing. <laughs> Boxers and a smile. What are you wearing? Oh, just a t-shirt and a smile. Hee <laughs> hee. The problem is, I have most of my, my most of my conversations are that way. Just me talking to myself, going, "What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, just playing Assassin's Creed Three. What are you wearing? Nothing. <laughs> Even if I'm clo- fully dressed. All right, stop. <laughs> stop. 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 Keep painting this picture. I don't want to go there. Sean, what are you doing? Doing a podcast. What are you wearing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you see, look, Ed's giving me sheer horror. <laughs> All right. Well, well, actually, a topic I wanted to bring up today was okay. I was having problems with my car all this week. Okay. And it actually accumulated to a point where what normally is I, I took it to a shop, right? And I had to get home from the shop. I could have called a taxi. I could have looked for a bus route. But I figure, you know what? I could use the exercise. <laughs> so let's try walking it. Mm-hmm. Normally in the car from where I live to where the shop is, maybe five, maybe a seven-minute car ride. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long that is walking-wise because you kind of you don't have to worry about traffic patterns. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yo, I'm walking the wrong way up a one-way street. Cop didn't see it. I didn't do it. <laughs> you know? So I decided to walk home. It took. It was a hike. My legs were killing me by the time I got home. Okay. You know, but I did it. I was kind of proud of myself because it, it like I said, I get winded going downstairs to get a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so doing a trek, which, you know, it maybe took taking me because I did take breaks, you know, to kind of catch a smoke. <laughs> did stop off at a Dunkin' Donuts for lunch. <clears throat> you know, it, it took me a while. And I want to, you know, when you see that walking up the block scene, I could see my house and I'm just going, I'm almost there. Hold on. Just hold on. Oh, I'm going to stop for a smoke break. Well, no, I waited until I got home. And oh, I okay. sat down and was like, yeah, buddy, you did it. Nice walk. <laughs> you did it without very little pain. Have another one. <laughs> you earned it. You earned it. <laughs> but it gave me, doing the walk and going through the burning sensation of my legs actually working, other mm-hmm. than going up and downstairs most of the day made me think of superpowers really yes like like 
there was many times a walk going, you know, if I could just fly like Superman, I would have been home like that. <laughs> I mean, hell, if I was had, if I could fly like Superman, I wouldn't even need the car. <laughs> It'd be like, oh, I'm going to the store. <laughs> I'm back. Like, trips would be a lot faster. Yeah. <laughs> and I could be able to meet all those people I meet on the internet. Where do you live? California? No problem. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Fud. <laughs> I'm still working out my landings. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm walking on it. Nice throwback to uh, Greatest American Hero. That's right. For all those old people listening. <laughs> For all those young ones going, Greatest American Hero. Basically, long story short, guy gets a super suit from aliens, loses the instruction manual, and has to make it up as he goes along. And can never get the landing after he gets done flying. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually him for Halloween one year. Really? Yeah, I mean, I had the red tights. I drew the symbol that he had on his on the belt, on the chest. And then my grandmother, God rest her soul, wore blonde wigs. <laughs> so um, not anybody who knows me, I have dark hair. I've always had dark hair. Right. But for this Halloween costume, I my grandmother gave me one of her wigs. <laughs> so I'm walking around with a curly blonde wig <laughs> in red tights. And a red sweater, you know. What are you, Shirley Temple? <laughs> no, the greatest American hero. Same thing. <laughs> but people did not. People did recognize me, and I was the only one that year. Of course, I was twenty-two. Uh, <laughs> just last week. <laughs> this is past Halloween. This is past Halloween. I'm walking around. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> not really. But anyway, so. So basically, I'm like, well, you know, if I could pick a superpower, what superpower would I be? But I think I came up with the perfect answer. Okay. What is it? I want to be Tony Stark. Forget the billionaire part. I don't care about the money. The, the, the money's nice. <laughs> okay. But the ability to be able to create something. Okay. I mean, he, for, for, he's a guy with no superhero powers. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Batman, except Batman uses toys. Right. And has them designed somewhere and built somewhere. Tony builds his own shit. You know, he, he has the ability, he crafts, he's able to make things work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just by using just his power of his mind and his science background or his, I just want to say, innate ability to be a technophobe, technophile. Or the hell, a futurist. I don't, I don't think a technophobe is the right word. Oh, yeah, technophobe is your fear of technology. Oh, which reminds me, I yes. have to make a correction of last week's oh, podcast. Yeah. You said Ellen Page was in Juno and you thought she was uh, Kitty Pride right. in X Men 3, and I said, no, I was wrong. Booyah! <laughs> Suck it in! <laughs> well, you're the foolish one that go, really? <laughs> like, well, I don't after know. I said, no. Well, you know, because I. Believe you, I'm full of shit. <laughs> and I've got a Swiss cheese memory. So. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I'm glad to know that I won that one. And for those of you taking, you know, the little tally at home, Sean won at zero. <laughs> I think it's going to be one-sided, really. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll have, what do you call it? This time next year, we'll have someone tell us, you know, the total of Sean screw-ups versus Ed screw-ups. <laughs> Now there's at least two on your side already. So. <laughs> That's true. I do have the Star Wars one. Right. Where I said, no, they, you. Won't, they won't be in it. And then, 
I'm sorry. They said they no, no, were. no. I'm talking about the uh, Boba Fett Django Fett mistake. Oh, that's I made. right. That's on you. That's I'm right. Like, oh yeah, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. Don't you mean Django Fett? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Where should you geek cred? <laughs> I took away an imperial stripe for that. <laughs> but so the so superhero power that I'd want is the ability to. Like, okay, you being an X-Men fan, mm-hmm. you know who Forge is. Yes. Forge is the guy, for those people who don't know, he has the ability to make anything. Well, he's able to adapt technology from one use to another. Oh, okay. So, so that's, that's more specific. Yes. Oh, all right. Because I always thought it was like, oh, we need a car jack, but we have nothing here to do it. Oh, I'll be right back. Here's a jack. That's right. It's kind of like the MacGyver version of an X-Men. Exactly. <laughs> so... But Tony, to me, always kind of was like that guy who was able to, cre- in his head, create something, design it, and build it, right. and have it practically used. So I'm sitting there going, I would love to have that power. You know? I don't really consider that a power. It's an ability. Okay. I mean, it is ability. I'm not saying... I mean, it's, granted, it's not sticking the walls like Spider-Man, but it's an ability. Right. <laughs> so what would you pick if you could... I mean... Only granted, one? Well, it doesn't have to be only one. I mean, I mean... You could go Superman because he's got the flying, the laser eyes, the breath, the, you know, bulletproof. Oh, so I could pick, like, what superhero would I like to be? Well, no, you can be a mix. Like, you could like the power of flight, but not like Superman's X-ray vision. So you can go, oh, I want to be able to fly and also be able to read people's minds. Right. Well, I mean, well, wow, that's a tough one because, like, it depends on the age. If I was 18 and you asked me this question, right away, invisibility. Really? Yeah. You're eight. Okay. All right. Hold on for a second. <laughs> okay. I need you to explain that to me because at 18, that is so not the power I'd want. But go ahead. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What was, what was your power at 18 be? Read minds. Read minds. Okay. I mean, I understand the perverted reason why you want to be the Exactly. Well, that's, that's the only reason why. But that, that's thinking small time. <laughs> I want to be able to be invisible. Okay. Now, would you have to strip down naked to be invisible or would your clothes turn invisible too? Ooh. I didn't think of that one. Ah, see? <laughs> because, I mean, if you had the power of invisibility, if you wore a trench coat, you'd have to take that trench coat off to be completely invisible. Right. Now, if- I'd probably still keep the clothes on because no one my lock, you know, watching the girls, you know, locker room and all of a sudden I'm like, you know, into it and I'm, and I'm naking there. <laughs> <laughs> you get distracted next, you know, ah! <laughs> exactly. A man! <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think that's small time. I think... Well, come on, eighteen. I wasn't thinking big time, you know, type of thing. Like now, like now that I'm older and I've learned more characters and I appreciate them more. Um, believe it or not, I would have to go with super strength. Really? Yes. It's got another lean power. But all right, why? <laughs> Think about your everyday usage. Oh, everyday usage. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, granted, I'm trying to be practical about it. Super strength, yeah, it'd be great. Who cares? After you crush a beer can with your pinky, what else is there? Oh, look, I can lift the car. Yay. You know, after you do all the parlor tricks, what else is there? Well, I mean, you know, you become like a wrestler and you're like this, the super strong man and you're throwing wrestlers, strong wrestlers across the, basically the whole auditorium, not even just the ring, you know, kind of thing. Imagine the, the freak show attraction that would be, you know, the money you would make. Okay. that kind of thing. Sure, but okay, so so it's kind of like your super strength secret. But the thing is, is though, is that for most superpowers, they're not. It's not like 
you know what? Today I'm go- today I want the ability to fly. You know, if I think <laughs> most of the superheroes when they are presented with their abilities, they they get like whatever you know right. kind of thing, and it's generally something they don't want. You right, know, it's always what they don't want. Right. Um. So so, so <laughs> but trying to I'm trying to think. Well, look, well let's dial back while you're pining this over. Okay. I want to. I want to. The whole. I'm 18 years old. And I'm going to turn invisible so I can go to the girls' locker room when in high school. Again, that's kind of like like mid-level power as far as I'm concerned because that's kind of like okay, any guy would do that. Any person would do that. Well, well, no, okay, no. Going back to your power, being 18 and reading minds. Yes. Okay. Now, planning my ideas in, in people. No, being just able to, to read... focus on somebody and know what they're thinking. Okay. So most of the 18-year-olds at the time that you knew that you really want to read their minds. I mean, it's probably. But okay, you again think it's small-minded, right? Because you don't think about the big picture, right? Big picture is you can also read adults. How? Tell me, you wouldn't have been able to love to read what your parents were thinking when you screwed up. Or what they didn't want you to do. <laughs> I don't I think I need, to, need oh, that ability. Okay. Or your teachers. To right. know what the answers to the test are. By just reading their mind. No. 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 Really? No. Because, and again, okay, now if you want to be, since we're, you know, guys, teenage boy, be able to, that hot girl across the room in your class that you've always had a major crush on, but never knew how to break the ice. Oh, she likes puppies. I like puppies too. Oh, new kids on the block. I'm in the new kids on the block too. Like kind of, kind of thing. Or you just come home. And then she walks away with her friends and going, "This loser tells me he likes puppies." <laughs> new kids on the block. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't change my look. Just so I can read your mind. Yeah, but no, I think. But again, it goes back to how a person treats you versus a person how a person looks. If in high school, yeah, looks did matter. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately. But that's because we're kids. We, you know, again, we look at TV, we look at movies, we still do it today. Right. But if you could be able to manipulate that person into looking beyond that by telling them, "Oh, we have so much in common," you know, or again with a teacher with a test. I don't know what this answer is. Let me uh, look at somebody. Oh, there's the smart kid in the class. What did he put down for number eight? Because everyone always like you just kind of scan the room, going, "Okay, someone's late. What's the answer?" You write it down. Like, eh, okay, that's the answer. And then it doesn't have to be word for word. Of course, you don't never, never, never copy word for word on a test. All you kids out there who like cheating on tests, take my word for it. You never want to have the exact same answer. You want to have a similar answer because if you have the exact same answer, a teacher's going to think someone was cheating and fail you both. (laughs) Two helpful tips. (laughs) Yes. I'm chock full of information today. (laughs) I'm teaching you how to lie to people and how to cheat. <laughs> and then turn around and go, you know what? Look, shouldn't matter, kids. <laughs> if you can manipulate them mentally, you're all good. So forget forget the looks. Mold them. Sculpt them the way you want. Like, just tell them what they want to hear. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Gee, Sean, why are you single? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I can't read minds. <laughs> I don't know now why. Oh, zing. Superhero burn. <laughs> so but that's the reason why I would pick, like, back then, read people's minds. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Smoker's cough. <laughs> but today. There's like, there's like, I mean, the, actually the one, <coughs> the one ability I always liked, and I always kind of like just put it aside because I never, 
thought of it. But you know, the more I think about it as we're talking, is uh, uh, the X Men Rogue, where she absorbs abilities or life forces from other people. So, like, if somebody flew, she just like touches their skin, and now she can fly. You yeah, know? but again, the whole whole myth, the whole thing about Rogue is she can never have a physical conversation, physical relationship with somebody. But if you have a superpower, who cares? See, but that was her thing. I mean, even in a comic book, she, the ability to stand next to somebody, never be able to hold their hand or shake a hand or pat somebody on the back or just kind of pet a dog. Well, okay. I mean, I mean you're, you know, you're, you're isolated in your own world while the whole world works around you. It's kind of a lonely existence. Yeah, great, great power, but the great power versus the, you know, the bad side of it, I don't really think weighs out. But that's my personal preference. There's some things I just want to, like, touch somebody and suck the life force out of them. <laughs> I'm holding on too long. Oh, look, you're getting sucked into nothing like that guy who melts in the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> 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 what happened? Hey, I like the way he drew, so I took his power. <laughs> I held him too long. <laughs> we <Yeah>. hold hands. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I just... And granted, you wore gloves and all, you know, rubber gloves, but then you look like, you know, Dexter with serial killer gloves walking around going, yeah, I can't touch you, but I want to hold your hand. <laughs> well, you'd be eccentric enough if you're touching people's and absorbing their life. Plus, also, go, go back on why I'm pushing for the whole mind reading thing as a kid, because just think of all the money you could make. Winning bets and poker and gambling. You know, just, again... I think I was born to be a supervillain. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Sean's a hero in any story. It's always a supervillain. I'm always trying to think of a way to cheat and lie and make money. I'm evil. <laughs> See, I always think of a, when you have a supervillain, it's the fun of it. It's not really like you know, like the consequences or you know, like well, there's consequences, but I mean, you know, like it's like. I want to be responsible, or I, you know, like you know, I, I'm. It's like ah, screw that. I'm a superhero. I'm a superhero. Stay in school, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Have no fear. I'm here. But first, I want a slushy. <laughs> the house is on fire. Yeah, I'll get to it. I can fly. <laughs> Hold on for a second. <sighs> okay, it's out. <I'll> be gone, <laughs> puny human. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It just to me, if you can't, if you have a superhero power, you should be able to kind of use, it, take advantage of it. <laughs> <laughs> take advantage, you know, to be able to use it to your advantage. Obviously, I mean, like the ability for like Tony, he makes his own stuff, billionaire. Yeah, you know how did let's face it, how did Bruce Wayne get his money? He earned it the old-fashioned way. He inherited it. <laughs> All right. Now, granted, I'm not saying Tony didn't inherit his father's fortune. But he was able to make his own fortune by his technology, his technical. Well, he kept the, he kept the company going. Yes, you know the kind of thing because if he just kind of slacked off and just, you know, spent the billions after a while, it would dry up, especially sure. his extravagant spending. Sure. So you figure Bruce Wayne, as a if a real person, he's a billionaire, mm-hmm. but he has no he he can maybe I don't even think he really designed anything as Batman. He kind of came up with ideas and said. Can we do that? And someone said, yeah, sure, I'll get right on it. There you go. Well, you, how much of the Batman history can you really go against? Like, could you actually say that he never built a thing in his life? Or, you know, cause I'm, I mean, like some of the some of the cartoons and some of the, you know, based on my realities of, of Batman anyway, 
you know, the movies and the, and the uh, comic books, it's like he actually did make a lot of his own stuff because, like, who do you go to? Yeah, I like to get this. sucks? But. How <laughs> oh, did I just inflate yourself there? <laughs> Sorry. It's it's, it's yeah, but, super yeah, villain in me. Yeah, but, but Lucius Fox is like, yeah, I want to make this batarang look like a bat, but when I throw it, it's like a sharp object. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, it's not like you just walked up so down the street, hey, don't tell anybody I want a bat paraphernalia stuff because uh, I have a thing for bats. Like, and then all of a sudden you see a battering fly like in the middle of the night going, that looks oddly familiar. You know? <laughs> Bruce Wayne came to me, asked me to make something that's bat-shaped. And there's a guy named Batman using that. At least, okay, at least in the comic book now, in the New 52, mm-hmm. they explained that. Oh, really? Yes. Bruce Wayne came out and said, I'm... <laughs> came out of the closet. <laughs> well, time, Batman. It's about time. We all saw that. No, he actually said that he, that Wayne Foundation funds Batman's crime fighting. Really? Yes, and that... And that he, this was like right after, for those people who follow DC Comics, they had the final crisis uh, a couple years ago mm-hmm. where they killed off Bruce Wayne and Batman. You know, at the very end. Spoiler. <laughs> so for a year, there was who's going to take the, the battle of the cow? Who's going to take over? You kind of assume it would be Dick Grayson since he was the original Robin. Right. But he has his whole life as Nightwing now. So why would he want to kind of give up the mantle of Nightwing to be Batman? Right. So there's this whole like like Jason Todd one you know was trying to become Batman, Dick Grayson, um, Tim Drake, those few people who knew Batman, they were all other incarnations of Robin. Right. It wasn't just Dick Grayson. Eventually, Dick Grayson grew up, became Nightwing. Eventually, Dick Grayson did take. He was Batman for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, but while all this was happening, you figure, okay, Bruce Wayne's dead. No, he because he's the great detective. Figured out that this was going to happen one day, and and this is where it gets kind of a convoluted story, even for comic books. He kept like uh, almost like a backup disc of his brain in a machine, <laughs> so that if you ever felt like they've ever like again almost like um, cryogenically frozen his thoughts on disc, I guess. <laughs> and then you see Batman throughout the ages, like you see him as a caveman, then you see him in the Wild West, you see him as a pirate, you see him in colonial days. Mm-hmm. To back to where he becomes Bruce Wayne of the, the today. Right. So after all that was happening, he realizes that, and he saw, like when he came back, he didn't come back going, okay, people, I'm back, I'm back, to, I'm ready to be Batman. He wanted to see how the people that were involved in his life, how they handled not having Batman. Did somebody become Batman to take over? And what kind of a job did they do? So like he was kind of keeping an eye on Dick Grayson as Bat, like while he was Batman to sit there and go, well, he doesn't do it like I do. So that kind of, like, it almost, again, my personal belief about Bruce Wayne is he's a complete psychopath, paranoid psychopath, because mm-hmm. he has to have everything perfect by his rules, and if you don't follow his rules, he, he gets pissed off. Right. He's a control freak. Right. Especially when it comes to Batman and fighting crime. So he comes up with the idea that um, back is, everyone's like, oh, Bruce Wayne's back, and he came, he basically said... For those people who don't know, because I know, I we all know that the Batman we know has changed a little bit, and that's because there's another person being Batman. How do I know that? Is because Wayne Foundation has been supplying Batman with all his gadgets. I'm the money behind the man, huh. and 
not only am I the money behind the man, I want to be the money behind other people too. So that's how you got the Batman Incorporated comic book, where you have a Russian version of Batman. You have a South American version of Batman. Oh, because okay. they're all funded by Wayne Technologies. Wow. So it's like, oh, okay, I can kind of see... It's a nice big picture, so you can have like other Batman stories without having like the South American Batman as a, um African-American guy who's a rebel fighter. Okay. You know, trying to break down the corruption in South Africa. Same with the Russian guy. He's fighting the Russian mafia. You know, but they're all, they all have their own version of the bat suit. Like, the the guy in South Africa, he's he's Batwing. If you... If I, remember, people, I remember that, yeah, okay. He's Batwing because he's a South... You know, that's he's, he has basically has a kind of like a metal wing on him. He's like, hey, I'm Batwing. Kind of... <laughs> but he's being funded by... Through Wing Technologies. That's the big end story. Wow. But, again, Bruce didn't actually make any of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I have a shop build a Batwing. Like, <laughs> 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 so superpowers. I, I just like I think Tony's a solid. Like as an adult, like as a kid, it was I just want to be able to read minds, so I can know what everybody's thinking at any moment of time. But as an adult, I just want to be Tony, just because I'd be able to. I'd be able to fix my car, just <laughs> right off the bat. Go, what's the problem? Oh, it's this. Oh, first, let me get make something so I can lift the car up. Do make all the fix all the when it did be fixed, have the car back in like you know an hour or three hours, however long it actually took to fix it. Yeah, yeah, I guess I would. You know, why not? Gee, showing your car broke. Why didn't your car you fly because of the suit you made? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. as an adult, you'd want super strength. Well, I mean, there's so many abilities. I mean, it's just like you, you, you. Wow, I mean, it's really hard to say because overwhelming it's, you. It's, it is overwhelming, you know, because it's like off the, you know, because I had no idea that to think of like an, an ability because there's so many. Because it's like this week, I want super strength because I had to lift this heavy box and I had a hard time doing it, you know, at work, you know, kind of thing. And super speed, you know, kind of thing because you know, not just for running, you know, like kind of thing. Be able to like just program something in a in a blink of an eye, you know, like just. You know, type away, you know, like on a, on a keyboard and just just go with it, uh, type of thing. So it's like for me, it's like week to week type of thing. So that's why I think maybe the rogue ability. So it's like, oh, you have super speed, and then like, <laughs> now I can program. Oh, you have super strength, great, I gotta lift the box, you know. See, now. Uh, right away, when you mentioned super speed, I just went to if I had super speed, the first thing I do is is wait till Wonder Woman was in the shower, boom, 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 and fly, zip around, and she would just go, something poke me. <laughs> <laughs> And you run away giggling. <laughs> I'd be the phantom poker. <laughs> like, Now, of course, though, with most powers, there is a drawback. There's always a side effect or a downside to the superpowers. True. So you would have to take the bad with the good. So if you had the ability of Tony Stark... Of course, Tony's, Tony's problem is the fact that he has to to wear that that that, that thing in his heart, right? the The device to keep the metal from going into his heart right. from the shrapnel from. And I don't know if that's was the real origin from the movie. No, it's the origin. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, except being in Afghanistan, it was kind of like in a, in a war situation where it was an accident, right? You know, they updated it for the movie, but as far as Iron Man's history is, he's always had that thing to. Pull a shrapnel outward from his chest. Right. So, which always kind of struck me as odd that they couldn't. 
it wasn't powerful enough to like because apparently according to the comic book the shrapnel is still going to his heart it's now because of that magnet it's like an electromagnet right it's just moving at like a millisecond like a day like so eventually it's going to hit his heart right but it'll take a long time for it to go because of that power source right I don't you know I'm like sitting there going why don't you just make it powerful enough to suck it back out like <laughs> but I think because it's hitting it's it's in like a major artery the moment that it passes out it <laughs> Right, it you will know, shoot out like the, a bullet and just pretty much put a hole in it. Right, not only that, but the the major blood artery will explode and kill him instantly. Right, so it's like that double edged sword. Hmm. So, and I'll let you pick it. Like, not even the fact that, like, you know, like generally, like they they're the, the, you don't even get to pick the downside. I'll let you pick the downside. Really? Yes. Okay. You know what? Probably the downside would to that would be I would probably pick um, isolation. Being the smartest person in a room. Sometimes, you know, if if you were the smartest person in the room, mm-hmm. everybody else around you, you wouldn't be able to. If you tried talking to them, they would have this glassy-eyed stare, and knowing that everything you say is going over their head. Okay. You know, so you almost become like a, a man alone because you can't relate to anybody. You can't talk to anybody. Okay. You're kind of like stuck in your own world in a way. Right. It's isolation to a certain degree. Okay. That'd probably be the downfall, I think. On a, I mean, granted, in the comic book, he turned to alcoholism. Right. You know, but maybe that maybe that'd probably be it. Okay. Yeah. You know, that that you your your isolation makes you come across as shallow. Okay, I can accept that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so can I, Sean. You're shallow. Yeah, but I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. I can. You can't buy happiness. No, but you can rent the hell out of it. <laughs> so, okay, so well, the mind reading thing, though, if I was a kid, what would it be the downfall? Well, I think the downfall would be is little to no filter. Well, I think more of the fact is, is like, you know, like some thoughts going through people's heads. You just don't uh, want to hear. Don't wanna know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Like, you like a girl and you go, you hear her going, you want to know what she thinks. Yeah. And he's like, I can't stand him. He's such an idiot. He's an asshole. I don't like him. You know, or like a, or hearing someone that you care and admire be disappointed in something that you've done. Right, right. You know? Or even the fact that, you know, like, you read your parents' thoughts and they're like, you know, they're frisky uh, or whatever. Oh, no, no. I <laughs> see now, okay, you went that way. I was thinking that them being like, you hearing, I think nothing nothing hurts a kid more is hearing a parent saying, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. You know, yeah. to hear, like, their inner thought going, oh, you know, why Why do we have them? <laughs> like, like, like... You had the oh jeez, if we just didn't go out to the movies that night, kind of like <laughs> you know to know or maybe like hear your overhear your parents saying they kind of wish you never were born, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, I mean that might hurt somebody. <laughs> that might crack your again birth of a supervillain. <laughs> Nobody likes me, so I will manipulate and rule them all. <laughs> Megalomaniacal Sean tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Crush them all with the power. Okay, well, so what's your downside of invisibility? Invisibility? Yeah, Mister, I'd want to be invisible. Probably the the lack of control. Oh, you know, because I mean, there'll be situations where you don't want to be visible at all until you're like long gone, like kind of thing. Like if you're in a bank, being the supervillain part of it, you know, kind of thing, and you're throwing cash under your coat because it's turning invisible as it's going into the coat. Oh, glad you went that way because I had visions of. 
two big money bags with dollar signs walking down the street. <laughs> and all like, of a sudden, like, you know, you, you just, because you don't have, you can't control it. You know, like lack of control basically would be the, the downside of it. So then all of a sudden, like, poof. Because I don't think that something like that you could control forever. You know, kind of thing. Right. You know, kind of thing. Or the fact that maybe that you can't control to the fact where it goes the reverse, where you think you're going to be invisible for like a half hour and you're visible for three years. Nobody knows where you are. You can't, you know, it's not like you can go, I'm here. And it's like, what's what's that from? Like, you know, kind of thing. You know, like you just don't see anybody and it's like it freaks them out. You know, kind of thing. So you wouldn't have like a person to, to confide in? Like, I mean, every, well, every I mean, superhero. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, like, like you you have to also think of the like who I was at that age too. It wasn't it's not like so much like I was an average kid, you know, type of thing. I didn't have many friends. And the friends I did have just kind of busted my balls all the time. So it's like Yeah, it's that just makes me sad. <laughs> I mean because like I would think that because in every superhero genre there's always a person who knows that person's secret. No matter how many times you try to hide it from them. Right. There's always sooner or later Somebody always knows, or you wind up telling somebody. Mm. So I mean, if I had the power, I mean, huh, the power. See, now there's another thing too. If I had the power to read minds, and I told my friend that, they, I would probably isolate my wind up isolating myself as well, right? Because no one would want to be around me in fear of I'm reading their thoughts. Yes, you know. So there's kind of a, geez, in all my scenarios, I'm I'm, I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's that's the thing. I mean, there's there's not too many like <laughs> like it's not like you know like super well the Lois Superman has Lois Lane, but kind of thing. But she really doesn't know who she is, he is in real life, right? For the most part, you know. Same with Bruce Wayne. I mean, is he is he's Batman? He's not. Tell of course in the movies he is. Yeah, but, but yeah, <laughs> but but he has Alfred. Yeah. So like even even in his darkest hour, there's always Alfred to go. I know who you are as a person. So there's like that soundboard. It isn't like uh, I have a secret no one knows. He has Alfred. Alfred knows, and they okay. talk about. Well, it. okay, Batman is a bad example then. I, uh, okay, oh, I, <laughs> I mean, okay, well, like Peter Parker. No one. I mean, okay, in the movie, it seems to be like any superhero movie. Sooner or later, within like the first half hour of the movie, someone finds out that they're that superhero. Right. But as far as comic book goes, it usually takes a long time. And right. Like I remember when Peter Parker, Mary Jean, were. Back in the mid '80s, when they were engaged, mm-hmm. she admitted that she's known he's been Spider-Man since they were kids, since since he's been Spider-Man. Like she's known this whole time, right? And the reason why she knew and she never told him is because she was she was always waiting for him to tell her, right? But he saw she sorry she saw him she saw him by the seashore yeah, she saw him going into the house as Spider-Man one time and and then also leaving as Spider-Man from the house. Okay, back when she was visiting because. If anybody who knows the old origin of Mary Jane and Peter Parker, Mary Jane was um, the niece of the woman who lived next door to Peter and Mary, uh, Peter and Aunt May. Mm-hmm. Like Aunt May and this woman, I always forget her name. They were best be- best friends, and they're always trying to go. Oh, my nephew and your niece should get together. Well, my niece lives in the city, so they've always kind of were missing each other. Which right. is you know the first time they meet, she's in the doorway, which utters the famous line let's face a tiger you just hit, you just hit the jackpot you know because right. she's in the doorway with the long red hair green eyes smoking gorgeous as far as a drawing goes for the 70s right you know she said that she saw him leaving the house a couple times as Spider-Man never said anything to him so he was like you knew this whole time 
She's like, yeah. <laughs> like, and that was also another reason why she really, they never really got together. Because she didn't want to, because Mary Jean was always the party girl. Everything was centered around her. She couldn't handle the fact that I have a boyfriend who won't be with me all the time. Right. <laughs> like, he's got to go save the world. Right. Of course, they, they fixed that. You know, they talked it out and they get, they, they get married and all that kind of stuff. And then they screwed it up later. <laughs> but don't even get me started. I always get angry at that. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll do the why Sean got pissed off at Spider Man twice in his lifetime. <laughs> but that's but that's the point. It's it's like like but for me it's just the fact that it's just like you know if you like either love that person or like in any capacity either as a as a like a loved one or or as a family member or whatever you know don't you think you'd be afraid if you had that superpower? Now of course they're going along the lines if you're using your superpower for good. And there's all these evil people out there trying to stop you, kind of thing. And that was the whole, the whole moral question of right. like, if people can find out that I have this ability, my loved ones become in danger. Right. Hey, that's why you told one person. Like I would probably, if I had any kind of super, uh, superior ability, I think the first person I told to my sister. Okay. <laughs> you know, I trust her. I'll always trust her. I'll always love her. Well, and I know that if anything happens, she'll she'll shake a mother. <laughs> <laughs> But the but the but the thing is is like I remember this is probably one of the most uh, powerful episodes and it's probably not the most memorable one for people who watch Smallville. There was a point Clark tells Lois, or not Lois. I'm sorry, um, Lana. Lana Lang. Thank you. It's towards the end of her uh, time on Smallville, that she she he tells her that he has these abilities, and then of course. She's in a relationship with Lex. Right. And then basically the look on her face gave it all away. Now, of course, I think it was a dream sequence in the show, but that was the most like powerful moment in terms of the fact is, is that she, he told her and then all of a sudden, like she didn't say anything, but it gave it all away, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, but I think too, for the show purpose, you also have to remember too that his arrival had that big uh, meteor shower that killed her parents. Mm-hmm. So in a way, he's responsible for her parents' death. Right. So that she's got that little kind of weight on her shoulder going, the guy I care about and I love, not only is he not from the planet, but he's also directly linked to my parents' death. How do you as a person kind of get around that? Well, to say she didn't say anything, right. that's the thing. I mean, like, she was, she kept the secret, or she was trying to keep the secret. Right. But then it just kind of erupted where the look just gave it away. Right. You know, type of thing. And I always think that translates real well into, like, other scenarios. It's just like, you know, imagine if you were Spider-Man, and you knew Mary Jane, and, you know, and she didn't know from you coming in and out of the window, you know. I'd love to have known Mary Jane. <laughs> or Felicia Hardy, black cat. <sighs> All right. Sorry. Sorry. I zoned out there for a second. The hot redhead or the hot bad girl? <sighs> decisions, decisions. Poor Peter. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, well, that's what makes a dynamic character is that even though you have these abilities, you're always some sort of social misfit of some sort. Right. You know, like, because that's the duality of the relationship. Like, you can't have good without bad, light without dark. You know, good without evil. You know, 
But if you were the only one that had the superpower, like the invisibility thing, mm-hmm. okay, to go back to that one because that one's always, I I do kind of like that ability. And I, if as I was a teenager, if I if I did be able to turn invisible, yeah, I'd be streaking through the girls' locker room. I wouldn't be lying. Like right. I'm not gonna be like, no, I'm above that. I'm a teenage guy. First first thing I do is dudes, yeah. you know. And with the ability to stay dressed, your clothes turn invisible. Whatever you're wearing, like it's instead of turning invisible from the inside out it's more like from the outside in so mm-hmm. it's almost like an invisible bubble around you yeah so whatever whatever you're wearing it also turns invisible right and you pull it into that sphere of invisibility yes so I would have to tell one of my friends I would have to I would just be like dude you'll never guess what happens wait look at this boom I'm here boom now I'm gone boom <laughs> <laughs> well it's just that you know like you know you, you, you know your friends enough to trust them type of thing but let's <laughs> see okay. you laugh now. You know? You'll know because I'm going through the list of all the friends I had back then. I was thinking, well, yeah, they were my friends, but I wouldn't be able to trust them with that secret. Exactly. And and and, it, and, 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 and not, and not it, well, hold on for a second. Yeah. Not because I'd be worried about their safety, it's because I'd be worried they'd try to exploit it. <laughs> well, that's exactly it. And it I, I be, think. Because you're, you're a teenager, like, how can we make money off of this? <laughs> exactly. You know, like, I think. So it's like, you, you want to trust me enough to go, yeah, I have this ability because I feel like I need to reach out with somebody. I need I, to share my pain. Right. Type of thing. And they're like, dude, you can turn invisible? Let's go to the bank. You know, kind of thing. And then you pull off a caper. And then all of a sudden, it's just not enough, you know, kind of thing. Right. And then, then blackmail ensues, like, type of thing. Right. You know, yeah, they of, do the old... I know your secret. I'll tell the world. You know, we got to do one last job. Or I tell exactly because even though like your friends now or even your friends back then, you would go. You know what? I could trust them completely. You just don't know how they react once they hear a life changing event like yeah. that. And, and see now, that's why I'm glad I have my sister because I know Danielle. She would sit there and go, "You could trust me with this secret." And if it ever got out, she'd be the first one. She would saw down her toothbrush to a nice fine point and go, "I shank that bastard." <laughs> Stab right in the eye with his toothbrush. Ugh. Don't tell my brother. <laughs> I know somebody said, Oh, wait, I can't tell you. <laughs> my eye. <laughs> so, yeah, I could, she, she'd be the only one I'd be able to trust. <laughs> because she'd be like, I'd take a person out. <laughs> yeah, back then, yeah, my friends were kind of, I mean, I love my friends, and some of them still are friends with today. You know, but uh, I don't know. Back then, we might have actually gotten into more trouble. Then again, all the fun we would have. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't be any fun, you know, kind of thing. But there's 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 points though. It's just like because I you know I know this conversation's come up with a lot of people in the past. Is the fact is is that if there's a life changing where it's either good or bad or mostly good for the person that's telling the secret, then they're like, well. That's great for you, you know, kind of thing. And then if they're in some kind of trouble or they're kind of like down in the lock type of thing and they want you to help them out, I'm like, hey, you have this ability. It's going to be nothing for you to. Right. But I want to do the right thing. You can't, you can't do that. I understand life's tough and I'm not rich because of it. Why should you? Because <laughs> I'm your best friend. Right. You owe it to me. Remember that time I dated that girl because you wanted to boink her sister? Like, you know. <laughs> I was your wingman. I was your wingman, bro. You owe me. I couldn't talk for a week. (laughs) (laughs) One of those things, like, yeah, I guess you're right. Every person's an island of one, I guess. That's right. That's why superheroes, that's what I was trying to make the point earlier, was the fact is that most of the time you read comics, superheroes mostly date other superheroes. It's like, well, 
you have a secret? I have a secret too. You know, that kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, I guess I would become a supervillain. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, there's no way to avoid that, is there? No. Yeah. I have no choice. Society made me a superhero, a, a supervillain. <laughs> All I wanted was to be loved. <laughs> and someone to share my secret with. But no. I, I had, can't trust anybody. I had to read minds. <laughs> No one liked me. I, I had to have the ability to make technology. <laughs> yeah, but the curse I have. <laughs> me and my billions of dollars. I sit alone crying and sleep in my big pillow in my huge king size bed. With the four supermodels. Yeah. Oh my god, my life. My life sucks. No one ever knows me. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, super villains for me. <laughs> mm, I learned something today There you go No matter what I try to do good But yeah I would just be an evil son of a bitch Me and my gazillions Say I went from billions to gazillions Gazillions yeah And why not I mean, After you embrace the fact That you're a bad guy Have fun with it Yeah Just go all out Just go out I mean And of course I mean I wouldn't be the Joker crime spree Killing guy I'd be the mis- mischievous supervillain We had a pound of money Sitting here a second ago Where'd it go <laughs> As I trips off, you know, in my visibility. <laughs> Is that your really your evil laugh? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be creepy. It was like nobody there, and that's all you heard. <laughs> right by your. <laughs> like what the hell? I was like, what do we call him? <laughs> the giggler. The giggler. <laughs> or or you you what are we doing? The Peter Griffin laugh. <laughs> Giggity. Giggity. That would be a, a, my call signal. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I said, walk, the stuff that goes through my head as I'm taking a trek from one place to another. <laughs> All right, well, let's do the flip side. Oh, the flip side, okay. okay. What ability would you want not one at all? Like, you just, oh, God, like, there's, I see this ability in my list of things that collect, and I can't, I don't want it. You know what ability I could never understand? This is way obscure unless you're a, a Fantastic Four comic book collector. Mm-hmm. Medusa. For those people who don't know, she's an inhuman, lives on the dark side of the moon. Her special ability is the power to manipulate her hair. She's got long <laughs> red hair. Oh my God, I forgot about this one. Yeah. She has long red hair, and her only ability is to be able to move her hair by the sheer willpower of her mind. So she can kind of, like, I guess, make Princess Leia buns if she wanted to, or be able to, she uses it to like swing or grab stuff that's far away. But there's no real, I mean, apparently it's got to be super strong. Right. But there's no real, that's it. That's her ability. Shiny hair? Like, <laughs> I, I, that's when I, I would probably push the side of going, yeah, not really an ability. <laughs> I, okay, granted, it's great if you're, you know, going out. You can be done in like 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> you know, would it be like, oh, my God, I have to do my hair and makeup. Oh, wait, poof. Okay, it's done. <laughs> yeah, that, what about you? What about me? Yeah. I think actually the question went back to me. You uh, flip it around no, and you true. don't come up. You don't come with your own answer. I always I always remember this from a uh, it was a mid nineties cartoon it was an X Men cartoon and uh, 
the the humans were um, going against mutants, to, you know, trying to do the registration act. If you are an X Men fan, and if not, that's the the premise of the human world. But there was one mutant that like he was he was always picked on. He was a little guy. He was about four feet tall, and he was furry. That's that was his ability. He was just like a little wolf man. But he'd have like wolf man abilities. He was just a fur ball. Like that's to me would be like, what the hell kind of power is that? Exactly. Hey, it's me and my pet, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Say hi, Steve. Hi. <laughs> my guy looks like a. Fur, it looks like an Ewok. <laughs> He's too tall for an Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind. Of, yeah, that's kind of a sucky ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sucky ability. Yeah. 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 Hmm. What other bad abilities would you want? That's a good one. Or what do you call it? Um, well, there's what do you call it? And speaking of the Inhumans, what the hell is that? Black Bolt, I think his name is. The guy who couldn't speak because every time he spoke, uh, it was like this giant sound wave and people would get deaf and he could knock down buildings. You don't remember that guy? No. no. Yeah, he was kind of like the leader of the Inhumans. He okay. had the, he's got the little, what I always thought was a stupid outfit, kind of like the tuning fork on the front of his head. Oh, my God. And he couldn't you're talk. Right, you're, really, you're going way back now. Oh, well, you know. The way back machine. So year 1978. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I mean, well, he's still around. I mean, yeah. you know, but uh, okay, here's another ability Aquaman. Just Aquaman. I would hate to be Aquaman. Well, the thing, see, now, see, <laughs> I think Aquaman's just misunderstood. And oh, I'll tell you why. Uh, okay. okay. Defend Aquaman, the uh, guy whose ability is to talk to fish. That's his ability. Yeah, but he, well, he's a fish mind reader. Oh, Christ. <laughs> okay, but let me, oh. but let me continue. Let me continue. A fish mind reader. Be, but, swim, but, swim. Here's, here's a bad funny. He's a fish out of water. If he was in, in the ocean, and I mean, they, were, they did this in the 90s with him, where they made him more of a loner in the ocean, and it was he was more of a character that if you were in the ocean, you'd have to deal with him because he was the king of the sea. Right. Granted, now, like, if you watch the old Super Friends or even read any of the comic books, how many times is there going to be a water situation, like, type of thing? Like, he should be just called up. <laughs> Whenever they're on the coastline. Right. Like, like every time it's like, oh, we got to go out to the Pacific Ocean. Call Aquaman. He's our guy. Pacific. Try, try Atlantic Ocean. This guy was definitely a Jersey, New York, Maine <laughs> Hey yo. hey yo! Yo, I'm going to the club with the situation. Bully D. Yo, someone better get Aquaman on the case. <laughs> but what's up? Because like, he wasn't. Well, he kind of passed. We had the blonde. Guy. He's the blonde-haired surfer guy. I was always thinking Pacific. Yeah, I but guess. anyway, but it doesn't really matter. I was just picking an ocean. Out of that right, I was kidding. <laughs> but the thing is, is that like they they would use him in a lot of different situations where it's like it didn't call for him. So that's why he's the joke. Any like superhero yeah. scenarios type of thing. Someone did try, like, yeah, but defending Aquaman is kind of like, really? I mean, no. Would I read a Aquaman comic book? No. So now, which is ironic because you're saying that the new com- the new Aquaman comic book is selling real well because it does address a lot of the jokes about Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Like, what's his ability to talk to fish? I mean, what can a fish talk about? Kind of thing. But he. The one power that I never really thought about, and they kind of brought it up, was that because he lives in the sea, mm-hmm. he has to deal with pressure. Right. You know, he's always constantly bombarded with the pressures of the ocean. Right. So when he's out of the water, his body mass is so dense that he can he can bullets will bounce off his chest. 
he can you know foot cars because he's because because of depths of the bottom of the ocean right he has to bear that weight it's kind of like being on earth and going onto the moon right where like you know you're lighter here it's he's denser right so when he's walking along the ground it's like oh you know look i hit by a bus but the bus smashed right and he just kind of goes oh sorry didn't see the light turned (laughs) (laughs) oh you better fish oh i see you have a fish there he's hungry just so you know like (laughs) how do you know that he told me but we call her Susie. Well, I'm telling you right now, it's a he. <laughs> Don't confuse him. <laughs> That's just, you know. Oh, wait, there's a salmon in trouble. And you think. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. I mean, like, I mean, a lot of his, a lot of his storylines were jokes. I mean, kind of thing. But it's just like, if you really, if you really think about it, like, if you were on the sea, would you want Batman? Would you want. <laughs> no. Right? Granted, but that's not a lot of trouble. And it's not just talking the fish. He commands the fish. I get that, because I have that one meme, that uh, one picture of Aquaman standing and all these giant sharks are attacking his ship going, who's who's a superhero now? <laughs> like, you're like, make fun of my powers, will you, bitch? <laughs> I can have whales eat you and sharks attack. Granted, but I don't know. It just seems to be kind of like... but. Think about it, just for a second, how much fish we consume on a daily basis. Those are his people. It's a constant holocaust for him. <laughs> All right, millions of fish are being taken from his area to feed other people. Like, that's got to be kind of a mental kind of breakdown at some point going, I rule the fish, but yet I have to cart them off to get slaughtered. Right. You know, <laughs> it's like this constant little, little, I suck as a leader. I should be able to protect these fish, protect the oceans, but no, have some tuna. <laughs> or, or it's like kind of like. Well, that, goes, that really goes down to the writers, though. I mean, anything else. I mean, like, you know, but we're just make talking... him, make him, well, you know what? You make him a villain. Make him a fish villain. A <laughs> fish. They already have that. It's called Black Mana. <laughs> See? He should team up with Black Mana, you know, type of thing. I don't really know what, but. What Black Man is uh, mantra is or whatever. Do I. But uh, you know, like make him make him out to be the you know the king of the <sighs> sea. Make him like you know take down whaling boats and fishing boats. That's boring. Really? That's. I'm, I'm not saying it's an exciting character, but I'm saying though, in the terms of the Justice League, every time you get Aquaman, I laugh. I'm not going to say, "Oh, great, there's Aquaman." <laughs> This is going to be interesting. No one looks better in orange and green than him. Right. But the, 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 the point I was trying to make is the fact is that I consider, consider him a character enough to be a major player in the Justice League. You can't League. see him having his own movie. No. no. <laughs> they didn't. They tried to even make it a TV show on that pilot. Okay, yeah. The pilot you saw, like I said, I kind of got hooked in. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> With the storyline about him being kind of the heir to the throne of Atlantis. But him not knowing it and having people try to hunt him down and kill him. Right. I like that idea. And while he's trying to understand, going, wait, I talked to fish? Right. Oh, my God, I better put this tuna fish thing with that. They're like, they're like, I would think, though, as a character, again, going back to the whole you have to eat fish, like, maybe it's their justice system. Like, you have a bad fish, you cart him off to become tuna. Like, you know? There you go. And then you put him, in, you know, put him to death. You know, their death penalty is way higher than ours <laughs> is. You know, I think. They kill them by the thousands. We only kill we only kill humans by the 
single digits in a year. <laughs> you know, like the the scene, just sit there going the the sounds of the screams of the tunas being eaten by other fish, let alone being carted off into nothingness in the canned goods. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. <laughs> I tried Aquaman. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I'll, I'll, I'll get. I'll give you your fifty bucks back later tomorrow. It, the only way I would probably be able to, the only time I think I would appreciate Aquaman is if I was in a sinking ship and he came by with a, on a porpoise going, "Hey, you the lift." <laughs> but I never go in the ocean, so it's never going to happen. It's like shark attacks. Yeah, you know, I'm not really worried about you know being eaten by a shark because I don't go in its water. Sharks own and rule the water. Don't want to get eaten by a shark. Don't go in the water. <laughs> End of story. You'll never have to worry about a shark attack if you just stay out of the ocean. <laughs> simple, simple reasoning, simple logic. Buy a pool. Buy a pool and get some like hire the neighborhood kids to splish it around to give you waves. You know, <laughs> <laughs> throw some salt in it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <sighs> but you never did answer what superhero power wouldn't you want? What did I want? Hmm. I mean, okay, like that guy being the furball. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to say, cheap way out, Ed. <laughs> cheap way out. You took a know nothing character. Granted, my Medusa was no nothing, but at least she had an ability. This guy wasn't even a, didn't even have a ability. He was just furry. <laughs> I know some people that have a lot of hair. They're furry. No superpowers. Not that big of a deal. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, giant paws. <laughs> He's thinking about it. I can see the wheel spinning. Can you hear the creaking? Um, well, it it would really depend. Like, if, if it was an ability that would, I guess, isolate me more, you know, kind of thing, in terms of, say, like, Iceman. Okay. You know, I mean, granted now, like, most of the time when you see Iceman, he can, he can convert his ability from being a standard human to turning into Iceman yeah. and be able to control the cold. But imagine if you were Iceman and you couldn't. Okay. You know, where you have to... I think there's an incarnation of that in the comics now. Is there? Yeah, where he's constantly Iceman. Right. So something like that, like you couldn't be like in a tropical setting, you know, type of thing, because your powers would be just water. (laughs) You know, kind of thing. You'd be be trying to make those ice ramps and skiing along. You can't sneak up on anybody because you just have that constant squish, 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 squish. squish. (laughs) So you would you would have to live in like even like say like Antarctica and it's like how many people are really in Antarctica, you know type of thing. You'd be really isolated then. But I would think with his powers, everywhere he goes, it's air conditioned. I mean, just by his own ability. Yeah, but if you if you say like you were in Hawaii, where there was not enough air conditioning or not enough. But he's his own. He's he's his own air conditioning. That's what I'm saying. He has the ability to turn stuff. You know, throw snowballs and ice and stuff. So. He could kind of live in his own like house, but have like a constant fan over his shoulder, going, "Kind of cool today, you know." <laughs> yeah, but what if he? What if his his body couldn't produce enough cold to survive? Oh, like Frosty the Snowman, right? Exactly. He'd, he'd melt after a while, like if he took away his magic hat. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be kind of bad. Sure. So I mean, like I mean, I can even I'm trying to think of another ability, like you know, like well, he, like Angel from X Men. With his wings. Right. You know, imagine... Impressive wingspan. Yeah. You know, I mean, at first you'd be like, wow, that kind of thing. But then after a while, it's just like, you know, I'll be at a restaurant and I'll be turning and the wing <laughs> smacks, you know, the guy next to me in the head. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, kind of thing. Have Buddy, that's the third time. You know, like, kind of thing. 
where you forget that you have the wingspan every time you try walking through a doorway. You have to oh. do that jerk. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> my back. Oh, oh pains. <laughs> my chiropractor. I got to go see Dr. Lou tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that would suck if it was a superpower, having the big giant-ass wings. But again, well, I mean, that's more of a mutant thing. It's not really a power. I mean, because he kind of... They spurt it. It's not like you can turn them on or off. He always has them. Yeah, but pretty much any power is you always have it. You can't just turn it off. Like if you were Tony Stark with the ability to think and then your downside was the fact is that you were too smart for everybody to deal with. It's not like you could turn that off and go, I'm going to be dumb today. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I guess you're right. I mean, some some abilities you're born with, and some abilities yeah, yeah, are thrust, accident. accidentally thrust are upon thrust you. Thrust upon you. Yeah. Some are born in the greatness. Some are thrust upon it. Isn't that a quote from something? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know no great with great power comes great responsibility, but yeah, it's up there. How would you like to get your power? Would Would you like to be born with that? Like have that ability, or would it be like you know would you be better off with uh, maybe like fifteen twenty years of of being an average person, and all of a sudden. Boom. Bit by a radioactive spider. Spider, right. Hmm. Well, see, the problem with the uh, the born with ability is you don't know you have it until you hit puberty. That's right. kind of like how the X-Men work. Right. You know, so it's not like, oh, I'm not like Wolverine popped out of the womb with the claws going, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't know. Probably accident. I don't want it to be an accident. I mean, not like a, I mean, obviously a life-changing accident as far as, you know, nothing too serious. Like, like being bit by a spider that's kind of low threshold for pain kind of thing. Like, I want it to be as painless as possible. Like, <laughs> we threw Sean in a wood chipper and he came out of pieces and then reassembled and now he's Tony Stark. Or, 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 we call it, or like how Bruce Banner, the, the origin of Bruce Banner in the comic books is gamma radiation bomb. Okay. You know, he's, he saves uh, what's his, his buddy as the bomb goes off and he gets hit with the explosion, the gamma radiation, he should be dead. Mm-hmm. Instead, he survives it but everybody, you know, is like, it's a miracle. You got, you know, everybody knows you survived that accident. Mm-hmm. Versus, no one knew Peter got bit by a spider. Right. Like I think I'd want that that way, like that quiet low. accident, low key it. Right. Kind of like, oh, I stubbed my toe. Now I have the ability to fly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how it happened. I stubbed my toe in a meteorite. <laughs> you know, just kind of thing. Like son of a bitch, I banged my funny bone into this wall. And- now what? I'm super smart. <laughs> How did <the hell> that happen? <laughs> Forget the other about what I think. I'm super stupid. <laughs> now that's that's kind of out of the quiet accident. Okay. You know, like son of a bitch, what happened? Next thing you know, you wake up and you're like, bam, superpower. All right. Uh, how about you? How would you want? Born. It? Born. Born with it. Yep. Because that way I don't have a choice. Yeah, it was an accident. You never. No, choice. no. But the thing is, is that you like like. Like, with most accidents, you could avoid it. Now, some of like the Spider-Man being bit, you know, kind of thing. But the thing is, is that, like, most of the time when, when they do that origin of the story, he sneaks off, you know, kind of thing. Oh, you know? so he's kind of the cause and effect of his right. own issue. Right, And that's how they try and, they draw it up. Right, it fact. wasn't just some random house spider like, biting him on the ass. Right, like, he was at a, you know, at a, at a museum, and all of a sudden he got bit, you know, kind of thing, with the group around him. Right, you know, he was doing something he shouldn't, shouldn't have been, been doing. doing. Right. And that's most of them, you could say, was that ability, was the fact is, is that it was something they pushed the envelope, they weren't supposed to do this because, you know, people said, oh, it's not safe. And they're like, I've got to get this project done because it's going to cost me millions. Well, well see, that's that's the modern day story of Spider-Man, how mm-hmm. he became Spider-Man. But the old original origin was that the spider accidentally 
got radioactive. Right. It, you know, it, it was like Pete was going to a science fair and they were doing radiation testing, kind of stuff like that between these two rods and stuff like that. And he was taking pictures. And as he was taking pictures, a random spider just kind of fell between the two of them, got radiated, and kind of fell onto his hand and bit him. Mm-hmm. You know, as like a last dying gasp of like a, oh, son of a bitch, bite. You know, <laughs> son of a bitch, son of a bitch, I'm going I'm taking this guy with me. Exactly. I'm taking as many as I can make this one guy. I'm taking him with me. You know, even though it's a thousand times my size. Exactly. It's that, that instinctive bite that kind of gave him his powers because he didn't know he he even didn't know he had it. He was like, "Ow, son of a bitch, I got bit." But then it wasn't until he was walking home and the car almost hit him where he jumped up and landed onto a streetlight. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Holy crap! Um, how did I get up here?" Right. In the modern day story, it's like, oh, genetically altered spider or a science experiment gone bad. It wasn't just like a, that to me was just a regular random accident. Okay. You know, kind of like wrong place, wrong time. He shouldn't, I don't think he should have been there taking the pictures in the first place. Yeah, but the thing is, is that if you were cursed with this now, now, I mean, like, not really cursed, but of course, first you're thinking, you were holy crap, it. like, this is great. <laughs> like, now I'm Spider-Man, I could climb walls, I could, sure. you know, do all this stuff. And then eventually, though, because you're isolated, now you're going, I wish I wasn't bit by that radio spider, you know? Because yeah, there'll be points in your life that you'll be alone, that, you know, that you... Or you have to make a decision whether right. or not I hang... Because Pete's main motive factor in being Spider-Man is his guilt so, right. over Uncle Ben. Yes. So there are going to be certain times in his life where he's on a hot date with Mary Jane or some random girl, and all of a sudden, oh, look, there's a bad guy over there. Do I ignore it and possibly someone else gets killed because of it, or do I be responsible right. because I have these powers and go and say, excuse me, I have to go pee, right. and then <laughs> go off to fight the bad guy? Come back 45 minutes later, I really had to go. Or come back at all because you're, now you're across the city. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'm not saying it's a wrong way no, because no, no, of that no, thing. No. I'm just saying this. It's like, like with me, it'd be like, okay, I was born with it. I have no choice. I can't get rid of it. I can't, you know, because like every accident, you could think about it. Like if you were a real scientist, you could probably figure out how to get rid of the radioactive blood that's streaming through your body. It'd be very difficult. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, you know, type of thing. But it's something like that, you know, type of thing where you were born with this ability. It's like, no, that's a part of me. It's always going to be a part of me. It was a part of me when I started my life. And it'll be a part of me until I die. Yeah, but I still think that 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 responsibility or that level, that burden level of, I wish I was never born with this ability would still happen. I think I would think, if not more so, because now you you're you're burdened with that. Going, no matter what I do, I can't ever change that. At least with Spider Man, there might be a cure one day. Being born with it, you're stuck with it, like you said, right. until like you know somebody comes up with this great. Yeah, but it's the saying. Sure. Though, but the saying though is, is that if, if I have this ability, it's just you like you more easily acceptable, right? I'll be like, well, I have no choice, and it's just like this is the way I am. This is who I am, like type of thing. Like if you were Peter Parker, that's not who you always were. No, but I would sit there. I would sit there. I would sit there and think that you know I'm somewhat better because of it. Instead of looking at, I'm, I'm, I'm not glass. saying I'm not saying it's you know well, you're no, not, no. not better for it. No, no, but no, I'm I guess saying, what I'm trying to say is, as on a human level, it's the glass half empty or glass half full kind of debate. Are you going to look at those powers and go, son of a bitch, I wish, I wish, wish I didn't have these powers because I would be able to do more stuff, versus the, oh, I got these powers so I can do that. Right. Like, no, know. I'm not saying like I'd be think I was constantly cursed. Right. But there would be a point where you know you get that isolation because everybody every superhero goes through it. Right. You know, kind of thing. And you're, I know 
I don't care what anybody says. I think anybody who has a power will have that point in their life. Where they're going, oh crap, you know. And it's just like you know, it was, it was like if I didn't go to that, if I didn't go to that fair that day. Right, I would never move by the spider. I never spider. Spider Man. Yeah, you know, that's like I'm born with this. Well, I gotta deal with it. You know, kind of thing where it's just like you can be more of an emo <laughs> character. <laughs> And, uh, you know, mope about it longer where somebody who's born with it's like, well, if I have had this all my life, like this is this is me. This is always going to be me. It was never a, a choice or an accident because I was born this way. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the way I look at it. I mean, I would, you probably have to ask somebody who has a disability if they felt the same way. Like, if, like cause, because you and I both are relatively healthy. Right. You know, to the point we ten fingers, ten toes. But... Asked to talk to that person who's deaf, who's always who's born deaf, if they've ever wished. Like some people would probably say yeah, some people probably people would say no. This is who I am. I've learned to live with it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, certain things. I mean, I guess they wouldn't realize that they're missing out on something because they don't know about it. Right. You know where your superpower, even though you're born with it, it might change how you're viewed by society or how you view society. Mm-hmm. So maybe that there is kind of like a a drawback there. I mean, not knowing because we don't have super superpowers. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> I would rather have the uh, the, the accident. Okay. Yeah. You know, because I just want to go. Damn my luck! I tripped, got bit by a spider. Next thing I know, bam, stuck the walls. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. he's, now he sticks the walls for a different reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, now here's a question. Since we've talked about Spider Man, real quick. Would you want to have the organic web shooters or the mechanical web shooters? Ooh. Because in, in, in traditional Spider-Man lore, he was a smart scientist. Mm-hmm. Even as a young age, he was able to create the web, the web shooters on his own. Right. You know, to be able to do it through science and technology. In certain incantations of the comic book now or, or the first Spider-Man movie... He was given the powers organically to make him more of the everyday man rather than being smart. Like Instead of being a super genius, right. make him just an average teenager and just have organic web shooters. Well, the thing is, is that, you, I mean, you have to kind of, because since I know so much about Sp- Spider-Man and the history in a way, and well, not really a lot, but enough <laughs> to, to, to do this. Um, the thing is, is that like with 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 the spider abilities that he got, were all mostly defensive items. Yeah, you know, if if he didn't have the organic shooters, if he just if he had if he was a smart scientist and he had made the technology, they were all defensive in a way. I mean, you know, the the jumping to, to be able to leap and stick to a wall type of thing, crawl to safety along a wall right. type of thing, the agility to uh, lift ten times his. Uh, weight right. uh, type of thing so that way he has this little bit of super strength so that way he can if something was coming at him or he needed to lift something to get out of the way type of thing so generally like a lot of it was defensive so to have the organic shooters is more an op- offensive weapon in a way well not a weapon but a, a, an offensive device to survive alright I would I would only debate that because look at a skunk a skunk uses its spray as a defensive mechanism. Right. Well, I'm thinking, some, I'm thinking along the lines of Spider-Man, not so well, much I'm as other, like, other like, creatures. Like a porcupine flicks its uh, its quills as in a defense mechanism. And some spiders, that's a defense mechanism in a way to stay away from me. Or actually, it's more... It's, I mean, it could be a defensive mechanism if you, sh- if you shoot your web again, to you know, 
Spiders do create a web to hold their victims to be able to drain their blood, right? You know, that kind of a thing. So yeah, I guess it's more of an offensive. I mean, you know, I mean, it's 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 a it's a flip of the coin of how yeah. you look at it, type of thing. But I think more of it is an offensive than defensive. Okay. And so, so going into the history of Spider-Man, I think the original way of doing it, where he was a scientist, he was smart, and making the web shooters is a better. Kind of incantation of it, maybe not really because I mean a spider man, a spider has the ability to shoot the webs, right? But the thing is, is that the the fact that you have an extra hole basically because it's got to come out of somewhere, right? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> and then the reality of it is, Spider Man's not doing it then traditionally correct because it's got to come out of his ass, right? <laughs> Imagine <laughs> swinging that way. <laughs> See the butt? <laughs> he's, he's flopping like a do- like his arms and legs are like <laughs> just swinging through the swing, air swing by, his through, by his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like, like to be that's more of an actual ideal way of doing it is is the fact is it's like now. I don't shoot it out of my ass. I'm shooting out of my arms because that's where I'm really like focusing on shooting because I'm extending my arm and shooting the web that way in terms of shooting out of my ass. Now, of course, the organic way, you're like, well, okay, you can still do it that way because that's the way they, they're doing it right? type of thing. But it's, it's, it's still going to the original way of doing it in terms of the comic book because he always shot up out of his arms. So whether it's a mechanical or organic, they're shooting out of his arms. But if you go, well, wait a minute, that's still wrong. If it's organic, it's got to come out of his ass. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, yeah, I guess. But I think that maybe that's part of like where the the cross DNA between spider and human that your body has a way of figuring it out and figures, you know, through the arms. Like since we're humans. That we use, yeah, but everything yeah. else though is still the traditional ways of a spider, right? Well, here's another thing that I mean, as much as I've always I grew up and loved Spider Man, the one thing I can never understand, and it happens in the movies too, is that his ability to stick, how does that work when he's wearing sneakers? Like, <laughs> like that was always the thing that kind of bugged me watching on like seeing it on the comic book page, he's wearing shoes and he'll run up a wall, right? You know. Where, well, do you think maybe it's more of, of arm and hand strength in terms of him climbing? That's just the legs are more, more of a momentum pushing ability, and the hands are the more sticking to the wall I, to keep the stability onto the wall. I would probably, probably, but I've seen him stand upside down on the ceiling with sneakers on. With sneakers on, like I can almost buy the fact that he takes off his sneakers because he's got the. He, I always kind of in my head as a kid, giant spandex outfit where. Even his his feet are, um, it's like wearing a sock. Right. So where his feet are maintaining a contact to the ground. There's no rubber sole. Well, I always, see, that's the thing. I'm going based on the original, well, not the original, uh, this, the, the Tobey Maguire first Spider-Man okay. movie. Where they showed a close-up of his hands and you saw little fibers come right. out of his fingers. Now, for me, they never explained how he made the suit. But I always thought through my imagination and going on just to go with the story because I was well, you so fill in the holes that it's, it's thin enough for that that there's fiber of those fibers go through. It's same with his, his sock feet, you know, type of thing. Right, but again, how do you explain like okay for the new Spider-Man, he had he he used a sneaker, you know? See, that's 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 wrong, and that's just <laughs> you know that's just inaccurate, you know. Type you know of thing. Especially like, since like even in the comic book, he, he's done that where I've seen him run up a wall as he's trying to change. It's always then always kind of like well, and the theory of him using his hands makes sense. Right, he's using that. And he's just using his feet for balance, kind of thing. Right, he has the ability to stick. I guess just on the soles of his hands and his 
palms of his hands. I mean, and they always show feet. him at one point with just his fingertips hanging off of a ceiling type right. of thing, and it, the rest of him is just dangling. It, it off. always seemed to be kind of like in the palm and feet area. It's not right. like his whole body kind of again <laughs> using the ass metaphor, sticking his ass against the wall to be able to like kind of you know do something. Yeah. <laughs> like one of those like silly wall walkers. You lick it and throw yeah. on the and he just flops <laughs> down the wall. I mean so so him climbing up the wall makes sense. Like right. and he's using his feet and the shoes to kinda help push himself upward. Mm-hmm. But as far as being able to kinda stand on his own, leaning against a wall, I never could understand the like where's the ability? Like how thin are those soles? Like <laughs> they look like Nikes to me. Like <laughs> <laughs> Nike Spider-Man edition. <laughs> Just wet it. Just wet it. <laughs> yeah, that's always the kind of always bugged me. I mean, as a kid, you let it go, but as an adult, you just kind of go, wait a second. <laughs> Even as an adult, I kind of, it's one of those like, all right, I'm just going to ignore it because I'm, I'm a Spider-Man fan. Just seeing him climb around is great. Right. But when I just actually kind of stop and go, wait a second. It's like, again, Aquaman. All they can do is talk to fish. What could fish have to talk about? <laughs> I swim. <laughs> What'd you do today? Swam. Swam. Did you do anything special? I went to school. Did you learn anything? Nope, nothing. Just swam with the bunch just, of... Just, I just followed the pack. You know, just kind of... <laughs> we went left, I went left. I went right, I went right. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a follower, not a leader. Yeah. You know, Way to go, Tuna. <laughs> exactly. It's like... You know, I saw this big mesh thing, and I was like, ooh, what's that? I got, um, had a friend. He was curious. Gone. I don't know where he went. <laughs> so he, conversations like that don't happen. I can't see Aquaman sitting there going, walking in. <laughs> Picture like kind of like a underground sea cave. He kind of opens a door, paper tucked under his arm. Hi, honey. How was your day? <laughs> it was great. Do anything special? Nope. <laughs> Seas were safe. <laughs> I just yeah, sorry, just Aquaman. Oof. I guess Aquaman is the superheroes world of Jar Jar Binks and Star Wars world. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there right now who's going to defend Aquaman, saying he was a king of the ocean. He's a ruler. He's yeah, but you rule fish. It's not like fish get rowdy. <laughs> you it's don't not- know. I it's, mean, you, there could be, like, these great raves down in the deeps of the ocean. It's dark. <laughs> you know, the laser lights going on, you know? All those fish that kind of glow with the fresh fish. Just, That's right. They're the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Dude, I was swimming around. Someone slipped some E on my drink. Like, you drink the water. We all got high. Like, <laughs> you know, I just can't, I can't see it. Or... Yeah, I just I just don't see it. Like, what's what's a major, what's a major fish crime? Nothing. Like, <laughs> I can just see Aquaman going. Hmm, Tuna was a little rough today. Let's see if we can get him to can it. Yeah. See as I Atlantis. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. <laughs> that was the worst joke ever. <laughs> Or the best. <laughs> Audience, please tell us whether that was the best or worst joke of our podcast. CSI Atlantis. <laughs> well, I think it's time to wrap up another episode of, uh, of Geeksters. Forget the name of the show? Did yeah, you? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your host, Ed. And as always, questions, comments, or just a topic that you'd like to hear us on the show, you can contact us at wordswithgeeks.com. That's our webpage. You can email Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com or Sean at wordswithgeeks.com or easiest way is just to post on our Facebook page. You know, it's free and as always, free to download our episodes. I'm falling apart, man. I'm falling <laughs> apart. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to get over the whole Aquaman thing. <laughs> anyway, if you like us, let us know. If you hate us, let us know. If you want to hear something specific that you're curious to see what our take is on something, just hit our webpage, hit our Facebook page, email us directly. doesn't matter. We'll get back to you. We appreciate your listening. And if you like us, tell your friends. Thanks. Enjoy.